RadioInfluence.com. Wayne Allen Root declares the time has come to divorce ourselves from the radical left and the co-author of the great patriot boycott book unpacks how to get it done on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. Are you a conservative patriot who loves America and supports capitalism? Are you frustrated with the country's direction and fear for your children and grandchildren's future? Do you believe our nation was built on Judeo-Christian values and is under a socialist, Marxist, communist-driven attack designed to end in a total takeover? Do you see and feel evil all around you as the radical left appears to control every aspect of our lives? If this is how you think and feel, you're in the right place at the right time to hear and consider some solutions. So let's get into it. He is a CEO, entrepreneur, and successful businessman like his mentor, Donald Trump. In fact, the Daily Beast calls him the Las Vegas version of Trump. We definitely have to get into that. He hosts the nationally syndicated Wayne Island Root Raw and Unfiltered show on USA Audio Network. And he's the star of not one, but two new TV shows, America's Top Ten Countdown with Wayne Allen Root on Real America's Voice TV Network and his daily The Wayne Allen Root Show on Lindell TV. There's more. He's the best-selling author of 16 conservative books and a syndicated newspaper columnist. Here to unpack his latest book, co-authored with Nikki Ballou, The Great Patriot Bycott Book, which updates their bestseller, The Great Patriot Protest and Boycott Book. I welcome to the show, Mr. Wayne Allen Root. How you doing, Wayne? Hey, Gary. How are you? I am fine. I am fine. And, I, I, you know, we had a talk yesterday. I let the people know. And so I'm not going to spank you for leaving me here in New York unprotected. So I'll start here. The Daily Beast calls you the Las Vegas, Las Vegas version of Trump. I, I got to ask about that because most of my listeners are big Trump fans and people that support Donald like I do. So please or let us know what that's about and how you got that. Money. Well, I mean, I just we're very much alike in, in every way. I mean, I was born and raised in New York. I've got New York attitude. I'm in your face. I tell raw truth. Uh, what else do I have in common with Trump? We both wear uh, Brioni suits at all times and beautiful ties. I'm a CEO of multiple companies. I've hit uh, three big reality TV show hits produced and starred in. One of them is the biggest hit in the history of Travel Channel. Uh, uh, I was a, on a presidential ticket. I won the uh, vice presidential nomination for the Libertarian Party. I won it by being very much like Trump and just telling the truth and never caring who I offend. Uh, I wrote the book Trump Rules about his life and how I followed Trump since I was 18 years old and a freshman at Columbia University in New York. And he was right down the street building Trump Tower. And I decided that's my mentor. And I've lived my life by the Trump rules ever since. And it's gotten me far. I became a self-made millionaire by the time I was 
uh, 26 years old and uh, became a host of several TV shows at the age of 27. So my life's been very Trump-like. Oh, I'm married to a very, very beautiful, stunning woman everywhere we go. They tell me she's the most beautiful woman in the room. And so I think we have a lot in common, Trump and I. Sounds great to me. And because you said something, I have to take a left turn here. A left turn that I didn't expect to take. And that pun, <laughs> that pun Wayne, is intended. Uh, my show always is about the premise of my show is exposing the communist, Marxist, cultural Marxism roots. And we talk a lot here about Antonio Gramtree and, uh, you know, and, and cultural Marxism. And we talk about the Frankfurt School that, you know, came here to in, to uh, Columbia University and branched out from there. And that's part of why we have this mess. Now, I noticed you sent your daughter to Harvard in which you said you've got to root for your kids not to get into these Ivy League schools because if they get in, you're destroyed. I thought you were going to say they're destroyed because the, the, the education will destroy them. You said four years of bills destroyed me. But what I want to hear about, you went to Columbia. Oh, my gosh. How did you survive? It wasn't easy. And, and here's the difference uh, then and now. So I graduated Columbia in 1983, class of 83. My classmate was Barack Hussein Obama, graduated on the same day in June of 1983, long time ago. And uh, so I went there from 79 to 83, four years of communist Marxist indoctrination. And the difference between now and then is that even though everyone there bragged that they were communists and Marxists and socialists, and even some call themselves, get this, Gary, Bolsheviks. This is what I this is what I had to, you know, bear. Well, hold on, did they go to brown shirt, black shirt version with you? Crazy people, but they were always nice to me and I was nice to them. Communist or not, we all got along. Today, if you admitted you're a Trump conservative at any Ivy League school, you'd be spit on. Uh, you'd probably have someone defecate on the front door of your dorm room. Uh, they would try and kick you out of school on, you know, trumped up charges like they're trying to do with Trump in New York City. You can't survive today in Harvard or Yale or Columbia by admitting you're a Trump white male straight conservative. It just they'd run away. They need a safe space. The snowflakes would say you're a murderer. You're a killer. You you're a racist. You're homophobic. You hate women. You're sexist. You're a rapist. I mean, you couldn't survive today in any college in America, let alone Columbia, if you had my views, even though my views are as apple pie and Chevrolet as the founders of America. I hear you. So here's the big question. Uh, two questions. Did you know Obama? And number two, as me, uh, obviously I'm too old now, and I went to Ohio University out in Athens, Ohio, but if I showed up at Columbia now as a black Christian conservative male, they love me, right? <laughs> they probably hate you the way that liberal Jews hate me. I'm Jewish and conservative, and there's a, a prominent Jewish liberal media guy in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, I'm such a nice guy. I won't even embarrass him and give his name. Let's just say that the few times I've interacted with him, he has indicated to me that he hates me uh, with a passion and an obsession that, you know, it, it's like uh, he could be Hitler and I could be a Jew. That's how much he hates me because I'm a Jewish conservative, probably the same way that a black liberal or a white liberal hates you for being an African-American conservative patriot. It, it's really incredible. This guy's Jewish, went to an Ivy League school. You think we'd have a lot in common and the vitriol that comes from him. The few times we've been in the same room together, I really do believe if communists take over this country and they're trying, 
I think he would order my death. He would say, send Wayne to the death squads. Uh, that's the hatred that a Jewish liberal has for me, a Jewish conservative patriot. Oh, boy. Wayne, since you went there, I can't I can't wrap my brain around this one. You got to explain this to me. My Jewish friends that are conservative, when they talk about George Soros and tell other Jewish people who George Soros is, they're being called anti-Semitic. What (laughs) the hell is going on with this? Please. Bring bring that home because I can't figure that one out. It's just delusion, you know, because nobody can admit that a guy like George Soros is a communist, a traitor, an enemy of America. But separate from all that, they want to make believe he never appeared on 60 Minutes and basically laughed and and acted like he was happy about the fact that he turned Jews in during the Holocaust to die and stole their their gold teeth. I mean, the guy is the most evil human being that's ever lived. He's the anti-Semite. He's a Jew who turned in Jews. He's a Nazi for all intents and purposes. So, you know, I, I just think it's incredible that Jews defend him and call anyone who's not a Jew an anti-Semite for attacking George Soros when Soros is the guy who clearly hates his own people. I hear you. I hear you. So let's let's move on to your, your, your book. Uh, what motivated you to write this particular topic? And how did you get together with co-author Nikki Ballou, who has a very interesting background, is a Christian immigrant entrepreneur from Iran, a passionate supporter of President Trump. He's a conservative political commentator, author of nine books, hosts two podcasts, and I do believe lives in Canada. Yeah, he's an Iranian immigrant in Canada, Toronto, Canada suburbs. And uh, he seeked me out like a heat-seeking missile. He's a huge fan of mine and wanted to uh, write a book with me. And I kind of said... Well, you know what, you know, as a guy with four kids, that's me, four kids, a wife, an ex-wife, two dogs, multiple businesses, two TV shows, a podcast, a national radio show, a newspaper column, and 16 books. I have no time. So actually, I I love the fact that you contacted me, Nikki. That's what I said to him. If you could help me write the next book, you're in. You're my co-author. I love it. So he's now written two books with me. He's the one that pushed this idea that left and right, you know, there are companies that are left and there are companies that are right. And we've got to fund the ones on the right and defund the ones on the left, bankrupt them and bring them to their knees and put them out of business and punish them and teach them a lesson on the left. He's the one who came up with the idea. So the great patriot boycott book was born. Actually, it's called the great patriot protest a boycott book, but I like to say boycott book. And we did a year of research and we came up with 116 companies that you need to boycott if you're a conservative or a Christian or a patriot or someone who loves God in this country, you need to boycott them. And since we wrote that book two years ago, and it was the number one bestseller, um, those companies have lost two, excuse me, over $1 trillion in market cap on Wall Street. So I think we started a good trend. It wasn't just us. It was every conservative host in America who said, go after Disney. It was Ron DeSantis who said, go after Disney. But we started it long before DeSantis brought it up. I said, go after Disney. And they were right at the top of my list of that book. So I, I think we've, we really started a great trend. And, and we're hurting these companies where it counts in the pocketbook. And so now we have the great Patriot Bicot book. It's the other side of the same coin, the flip side, except I'm a very positive guy. So I think it's important to do the positive side more than the negative side. 
rather than, you know, let's boycott and defund the left. This book is here's where we spend our money. From now on, let's put our money into really good guys, good companies led by CEOs that are conservative and Christian and patriotic. And you have said, quote, our nation is headed for a national divorce. What I've spoken about for two years on my national radio and TV shows, whether there will ever be an official national divorce or not, there are simple ways to carry out this blue-red separation. End quote. So let's delve into this. Three things you write about are a conservative economy moving from blue to red states and having a national strike to show our power to show that we mean business. So, you, you know, break all three down for us. Well, yeah, the, the point of my book, The Great Patriot Bicot Book, Gary, is simply to build a conservative economy. You know, I mean, I don't know how we ever really divide as a country. Remember the Civil War. Forget about slavery for a minute. We all know slavery was the most horrible thing uh, in the world and the most horrible thing our country was ever involved in and a stain upon America. And nobody can argue with that. It was horrible. But the Civil War wasn't just because of slavery. As a matter of fact, some would argue slavery was kind of a minor contributing factor. Lincoln just did not want the South to leave. And he said, I'd rather right. kill you than let you leave, right? And I'm sure that if we tried to leave America today, liberals would want to kill us. And uh, I mean, as a matter of fact, as we record this interview, I just saw that uh, one of the members of Bruce Springsteen's band who was on The Sopranos, what's that guy's name? Little... Uh, I can't even remember his name, but he was he was he's one of Bruce Spree, he's Bruce Springsteen's guitarist. I would and, only uh, know Bruce and Clarence Clemens. They're the only two that I would know. Yeah, they, they, I'm not afraid. Once all, he once he went left and started all that anti-American stuff, I was done with him. Yeah, these people are all crazy. But he was he started on The Sopranos, and uh, and and he wears that bandana on his head, and he's the guitarist. Well, anyway, he just literally said uh, in 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 print on Twitter, he tweeted out that you know, it's time to finish off all the conservatives, we have to kill them all. These people are stark raving crazy. So if we announced that we wanna leave without any violence, no civil war, they'd instigate a civil war and they'd try and kill us all and annihilate us. That's very clear from, from so many comments I've seen from major celebrities in Hollywood on Twitter and in their Facebook posts, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I'm someone who believes we need a national divorce, a national separation of some kind. So I'm trying to figure out ways to do it that's kind of subtle and undercover. And so one of them is to build a great conservative parallel economy. It's a way of building a separate nation and a separate economy without ever leaving this nation. As I, I've been saying lately in interviews, you know, you can either divorce your wife because she's a crazy liberal nut job uh, who wants to kill you with a knife, or you could live in the same house in separate bedrooms, in separate wings, for the good of your children, stay under the same roof for a while as a trial separation. And that's kind of what my book is. Instead of just saying, let's leave, it's not gonna be easy to just leave or separate America. So I'm saying a subtle way to do it is a trial separation. Let's just build a completely separate economy. It's something that Poland did before they split from the Soviet Union. They built a totally separate economy and we can do that. And, and these companies in my book, the Great Patriot Bicot book, give you the roadmap to do that. So that's one way to subtly do it. A second way is to move to a red state. And it's, it's already happening. I predicted it in 2005. 
I wrote a book called Millionaire Republican, and I said all the conservatives are going to have to get out of blue states like California and New York and move to red states. And it's, you know, I was early, but it's been happening for the last 15, 20 years. And now it's accelerating at warp speed. Everyone in New York and New Jersey is moving to Florida. Everybody in Chicago is leaving. And a lot of them are going to Florida or South Carolina or North Carolina or Texas. Everyone in California is leaving and they're all moving to Nevada where I live, Las Vegas. It's amazing. Every other car on the road and in the parking lots has California plates. So everybody's getting out of these states and they're escaping with their lives to move to a red low tax state. And that's another way to separate without any official divorce. And the third way is just a national strike. What we just did with Bud Weiser, we've wiped them off the face of the planet. Bud Beer has destroyed itself. As I tweeted out the other day, I'm 61 years old. This is the first time in my lifetime I've ever witnessed a beer commit suicide. And so I thought, <laughs> I, I thought that was a good line. I was pretty proud That's of myself. A great line. So, uh, Budweiser overnight went from a conservative company who donates mostly to Republicans to letting one Harvard-educated lady, uh, obviously woke and liberal, decide that a transgender would be their best spokesman. And overnight, nobody's drinking Bud anymore. All the liquor stores are throwing the Bud out. Uh, all the people like uh, Kid Rock are shooting the Bud with their with their guns. Um, and all the orders have gone to zero from some of the biggest liquor distributors in America. We're putting Bud out of business because they made a tragic miscalculation. You know, they just literally, uh, you know, literally, excuse my language, but they pissed on our leg and told us it's raining. They pissed on the leg of every conservative that, that ever drank and spent money on Bud Beer to give a, a, a spokesman role to a transgender who looks like a, a, a woman slash man slash anorexic person dancing around, you know, like they're in a ballet lesson. The whole thing is embarrassing and ridiculous. So um, I think we could do that with a national strike as well. This We've got the power. That was the point I tried to make in my last book, Gary, in this book, the Great Patriot Boycott book and the Great Patriot Boycott book. We've got the power. We are the silent majority. We make 60 percent of all the purchases in America. The left is on welfare. The left is illegal aliens. The left is felons in prison. We're the middle class and the upper middle class and, and most of the rich, not the super rich. But, you know, the reasonably rich, meaning people who make, say, half million dollars a year or more. You know, we're not billionaires. Those guys are all Democrats. But you show me a guy who makes a half million dollars a year and owns three restaurants. and I'll show you Republican nine out of ten times. So we, we have all the money and all the spending power. And if we just said, let's go on a national strike for a week, we'd bring the whole nation to a standstill and prove that we won the 2020 election and that we control the economy and that you're you're effing with the wrong group. We need to put together a national conservative or a national patriot strike to show that we mean business and to show that we are the majority of America. Right. I hear you. And you have said we need to become the loud majority to make a defining noise. Is there something else you want to throw in right now that would aid making us that loud majority. You gave three things that can be done. Uh, some of them, moving could be hard. For people that can't move, what can they do to become a part of this, making this loud majority to take this country back? Yeah, well, absolutely. Obviously, Gary, not everyone is going to move, not everyone wants to move, not everyone is motivated to move, not everyone has enough money to move. Some people just can't leave their family behind. They're like, my mom lives here, my sister lives here, I want to live here. But, you know, I'm a big family man, and I moved uh, 35 years ago 
from New York to California, uh, believing I was following the road to opportunity. I believed opportunity was already gone three decades ago in New York. Taxes were too high. Regulations were too too overwhelming. The liberals drove me crazy and I couldn't stand them anymore. And so even though I was 26 years old and I'd spent my whole life born and raised in New York, I picked up and I moved. And I loved my mother and father, And but I called them every day and I visited them once every three months, four times a year. I flew back to New York and I had a great life in California. And at that time, uh, in the late 1980s, early 90s, California was quite Republican. You know, we, we had a history of Reagan as governor, Nixon as governor, Pete Wilson as governor, and then eventually Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor. I thought of California as a very conservative, lower tax state. Once I lived there for 13 years and it started to become very liberal and they let all the illegal aliens in and the taxes went way higher, I moved to Las Vegas, Nevada. And I've had a great 21 year run in Las Vegas. This August will start my 22nd year here. So I've had a great run in Vegas where the taxes are lower and, and life is, is, is a little bit easier and less expensive than, than uh, Los Angeles. And uh, the people are not as nutty as California. We're going a little bit liberal too, but not nothing like California. I mean, we, we have no mask mandates. We have no vaccine mandates. Uh, the new Republican governor of Nevada we just elected, his first act in office, and I had something to do with this, his first act was to announce that he is banning uh, uh, the idea of, of needing a vaccine for any kid to go to school. To there you go. School. Yeah, that's what so I want to hear. we're still not California. We're nothing yeah. like California. Matter of fact, you know what just happened yesterday? We have those, um, what do they call those high traffic lanes? Is there a name for those? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the H, uh, HOV lanes. HOV lanes, lanes right, right. Yeah. High occupancy vehicle, right. HOV lanes. And I hate those, and I hate the whole concept of them. They cause traffic jams. If you let only five cars go on the HOV and there's 3,000 cars on the other side, you've just created pollution, you idiots, because mm-hmm. you put us all in a traffic jam. So uh, all day long, that lane the, that lane flows smoothly, but all the other cars are backed up emitting pollution. So it's just another dumb liberal idea. And our new Republican governor, our new Republican lieutenant governor, changed the law yesterday, and now the high-occupancy vehicle lanes, HOV lanes, they're only used two hours a day and not at all on weekends or nights. So they traffic's now going to move freely instead of you know jammed up in traffic jams. Nobody would ever do that in California. They wouldn't even come up with the idea, let alone pass it. So we're still very different than California. And my income taxes are zero. Gary, if I make a hundred million dollars this year, my income tax in Cal in Nevada is zero. Uh, if I make ten million, it's zero. It doesn't matter what I make. And yet, if I lived in California, they think I own fifteen percent of what I make. Just in California, separate from federal income taxes, 15 percent for the rest of my life. They want to tax you if you move, you know, for the next 10 years. They want to tax you once you move. That bill is up for a vote. Hey, Wayne, 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 I got to stop you for a second. Wayne, he's got to tax you. I mean, Wayne, how's he going to give the blacks in California five million each for reparations? Yeah, well, you can't even pay that amount, even if you tax people 80 percent. You know, can you imagine if you tax them 80 in California and 50 on on the federal level? So everything you make, it'd be like negative 30 percent. That's what liberals would like our lives to be like. So we're slaves and serfs. But I, I saw the numbers of reparations, Gary, and I'm a Jew. I'm, I'm demanding reparations from Germany. I want reparations from Egypt. I want reparations from the Roman Empire, which is now Italy. I think we should all get reparations. It's the stupidest idea I've ever heard that my relatives who are long dead, uh, I'm owed something for something to happen to them when I wasn't there. And your relatives on the other end who did the bad thing weren't there. 
and, and you may not have ever, your relatives may not have ever experienced it because in California there was no slavery. So it's the stupidest idea of all time. But the entire budget deficit of the state of California is $24 billion, which is terrible, awful. They're going bankrupt. To pay the reparations is $800 billion. Yeah. $24 billion budget deficit, $800 billion to pay the reparations. There isn't the money in the world to pay the reparations to a bunch of people who were never enslaved in a state that never had slavery and take it from people who never enslaved anyone in a state that didn't have slavery. How idiotic and how insane. And we still have friends living there. Wayne, the person on the couch that can't move, what can what can this person do to help in this cause? Well, they can buy my book, The Great Patriot Bycut Book, and find this list of 123 great companies and start buy, spending your money with them wherever possible and stop spending your money with liberals. And like, as an example, it, it pains me to say this. Everyone asks me, where do you buy the book, Wayne? And I always say the best place is Amazon. And Amazon is a, yeah, yeah they're a woke <laughs> liberal company. I get it. So I always have to give this asterisk explanation, Gary. Amazon is definitely woke and definitely liberal. So from now on, stop spending your money at Amazon. Don't buy anything from them except conservative books, not just mine, but Trump's book and DeSantis's book and any great conservative, you know, Mark Levin's book. They're all sold at Amazon. Every single author in America who's a great conservative, 90% of their book sales are at Amazon, and none of them are boycotting Amazon. They're all selling their books at Amazon, so am I, because Amazon has made me a number one bestseller. Without Amazon, I couldn't sell books. My book's number one in 20 categories at Amazon right now. So my answer is stop buying anything from Amazon except conservative books. And when their sales are down 1,000%, but conservative books are up 1,000%, message delivered. That's my answer on that one. And then as far as how do you replace Amazon? In my book is a company called greatpatriotstore.com. They sell almost every product at Amazon sells. They sell every product you ever use around your house or moisturizer on your skin or vitamins or whatever it is you take, um, whatever it is you use, they've got every product at a 30% discount or more. So you beat inflation, all made in the USA at much better prices than Costco or Walmart or Sam's Club or your supermarket and or Amazon. So start replacing it with greatpatriotstore.com. There's just one out of 123 great companies that you could start spending your money with. The company's owned by conservatives, Christians, and patriots, and your money's going to good causes, greatpatriotstore.com. Most people don't know it. It's been around for 30 years. It does billions a year in business, and they make all their own products, and now they sell beef. Uh, they just bought a 150,000-acre ranch, and they sell beef that has no antibiotics or hormones, so it's safe for your family. So greatpatriotstore.com is just one example out of, out of literally 100-plus in my book. Right, Wayne, I hear you, and I know people are going to want to find out what these companies are and get involved. You know, I really appreciate you coming on. Before I ask you how people can reach you, I have one final question. I really want to bring sure. it back because we left a lot of meat on the bone. The key element you said here to getting this done is faith in God. Now, as, as me as a Christian, I'm most definitely with you in this regard. Please tell them why faith is God in God is important to getting this job done. 
Well, you know, I'm, I'm a Jew. I was born a Jew to two Jewish parents, four Jewish grandparents. I'm 100% Jewish. Um, I'm married to a wonderful Christian gal who sent my DNA off to get it measured, right? And and uh, and it came back 99.9% Eastern European Jew. You can't get any more Jewish than I am, but yet I took Christ as my Savior 32 years ago. Amen so I, I for that. Jesus Christ. God I'm bless you. Thank you. Messianic Jew, completed Jew, whatever term you want to use, I believe very strongly in the power of Jesus Christ. And, and I do believe, by the way, Trump is not a God and Trump is not Christ. Trump's a human. He makes lots of mistakes. But Trump is certainly being persecuted like Jesus Christ. You, you need to tell Democrats he's You're not right. Jesus because they're persecuting him the same way and for the same reason they persecuted Jesus. They make up charges because you threaten their power. You know, you, you threaten to upend all the money they've been making. You're ruining their little uh, gravy train. And Trump's doing it the same way Jesus did it. And they want to string him up and nail him to a cross the way they did to Jesus. And it's pretty obvious that George is next. He'll be indicted there. And the federal government is going to indict him for mishandling classified documents, even though Biden has mishandled many more and Obama's mishandled millions more. They're going to indict Trump. The whole thing is 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 total lies and fraud. And, and what it is is the greatest example of election fraud in world history. You talk about a rigged election. A guy is about to beat you in 2024, so you have him arrested. I call that election interference. I call that election rigging. So even if you don't believe the 2020 election was stolen, and it was, now they're stealing in advance 2024. Instead of putting out mail-in ballots and counting fraudulent ballots, they're just trying to kick Trump off the ticket so he can't even run. So he's in a prison cell. That's election fraud. So, you know, I believe in the end, we're losing pretty badly now. We're getting beat from a thousand directions, death by a thousand paper cuts. It doesn't look good. I think America's losing and Christians are losing and people of faith are losing. Nine nothing in the ninth inning with two out and, and two strikes against us. That's how bad it looks right now. And that's where God wants it. Well, what keeps me positive, Gary, mm-hmm. is I believe God always wins and I have great faith in God and in Jesus. And so I believe no matter how bad it looks, we're going to wind up the winners. And that keeps me relentless and fighting nonstop 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I think it should do the same for everybody listening and watching. Amen to that. Wayne, thanks for coming on. Please tell people how they can reach you, how they can get your books and anything else you'd like to promote. Yeah, well, you know, I've got two TV shows, both relatively new, both six months old. One's on Lindell TV at frankspeech.com. The other's at Real America's Voice TV at realamericasvoice.com. And it's on channel 219 Dish. My my show on Real America's Voice called America's Top 10 Countdown. It airs every Saturday at 9, excuse me, at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I'm in Vegas. I was thinking uh, Pacific terms. So it's at nine o'clock in the morning on Saturdays in Vegas. It's at noon on the East Coast. And it's really a fantastic show. And I count down the top 10 stories in America every week uh, that only a Trump MAGA America first conservative could could make these choices of the greatest stories and the most important stories. You'll never see them on the news. And then every day I'm on Lindell TV at, at frankspeech.com. At seven o'clock Eastern, four Pacific, and then my national radio show every day. To make it simple, all of it is at rootforamerica.com. You go there, you click on the radio show, you're on my radio show. You click on the TV show, you're on my TV show. Uh, you click on the library, and you get to watch all the past TV shows and all listen to all the past radio shows, my podcasts, my newspaper columns, my books. They're all at root 
foramerica.com. And I hope you'll go grab a copy of the great Patriot Bicot book. And I hate Amazon, but you'll you'll be making a point to Amazon that you buy concerted books and you'll get it in 24 hours. They're so good at delivery. You'll have it tomorrow at this time. The great Patriot Bicot book. Let's build a separate conservative economy. That's the point of it all. Thank you, Gary. God bless. God bless and thank you, Wayne. There you have it, Mr. Wayne Allen Root. And boy, he gave a lot of information. So thank you once again, Wayne Allen Root. I want to thank Wayne Allen Root for providing much needed hope and options in these most perilous of times. We're staggering patriots, that's for sure. But we're nowhere near down and out for the count. So we call on everyone to get out there and do whatever you can to help halt this subversive onslaught while we still have time to do so. This podcast is available for download at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. If you're tuning in for the first time, hope you'll check out the podcast archive located on the page. There you can hear previous guests, including Brandon Tatum, Dick Morris, Mike Lindell, Kira Davis, Monica Crowley, David Horowitz, Ben Carson, Brigitte Gabriel, Vince Everett Ellison, Tom Holman, Carol Swain, Michael Loftus, Christina Bob. That's a wrap, folks. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families, and God bless America. America. 